This podcast by Jane Knowles, head gardener of the RCP London Garden of Medicinal Plants, was made in the first week of June 2020 as a working account of what has happened in the garden during the lockdown period enforced by the COVID-19 pandemic. The college's main building in Regent's Park has been closed for more than two months now and the garden is only open to NHS workers, few of whom have had time to visit. Working in the garden is rather like being in a fishbowl normally, overlooked on all sides by offices and with people constantly passing through there is little sense of privacy. The roar of traffic from the busy Marleybone Road is usually hard to ignore as well. So I've appreciated the unusual feeling of peace and the company of the blackbirds, especially when they are singing. Of course London has started to wake up recently as um, some of the restrictions have been eased so it's not quite as quiet as it was in the beginning but the actual garden is still just very peaceful with very very few visitors. Back in March we would normally have had a team of three professional and four dedicated volunteer gardeners rushing to get ready for spring but on the 23rd of that month I found myself alone on reduced hours to minimise risk with two tonnes of mulch sitting in the car park and 300 pea sticks, which is hazel coppice, still tied up in bundles for staking all the herbaceous plants in the garden. No seed had been sown, no plants potted on, and soon the pests as well as the plants were going to re-emerge. As a dilemma, this may not rank highly compared to the life or death scenarios faced by many people and certainly many members of this college, but it was a difficult one for a gardener. A couple of weeks later and the mulch was down and the pea staking done. What a relief. The garden was ready for spring and also for lockdown. The ground was covered, the moisture would be retained and weeds suppressed. The plants were supported and could do their growing without squashing their neighbours or collapsing. I sowed the seed that could be sown outdoors and postponed sowing the seed of more tender plants which require starting off under glass and in fact I've only just done that in the last so few weeks so the end of May because we're now um, the beginning of the second week of June. In April all the tulips and the peonies started to flower and the garden burst into growth with the beautiful freshness of spring. The air was clear and clean and the birds began to sing. The RCP garden has in recent years had a healthy bird population with wrens, robins, tits and blackbirds all nesting and goldfinches and thrushes coming to feed here. But this year has been exceptional. For the first time there are dunnocks in residence and a song thrush appears to be nesting. The birds have filled the garden in the absence of people and once or twice I have almost fallen over the blackbirds as they forage around my digging fork. They also love to take showers underneath the sprinklers and chattering groups of, of blue, great and long-tailed tits flit delightedly around the droplets. And in fact, just in the last few weeks, so many birds have started to have been fledging. There's wrens and all the dunnocks and the thrushes and the blackbirds. It's been an absolute delight. So the tits are also a great help with the aphids which have been enjoying the warm weather as much as all the other insects. 
We would usually treat these pests on a regular basis. We use an environmentally friendly product called SB Plant Invigorator. But I have had to prioritise tasks and this is one I have not had time for. If you are patient and do not have to worry about visitors commenting on an infestation, you will usually find that the natural balance of pest and predator will assert itself in a healthy garden. And so it has been here. Some of the roses have been covered in green fly, but looking closely I am pleased to find that many of these pests have been parasitised by their natural enemy, a tiny native wasp, or are being munched by ladybird larvae. In fact, I've become quite obsessed with um, finding the pupa and the larva of ladybirds. And we're just watching them going about their wonderful work of controlling the, the green fly population. And then the, the, those which aren't um, being attacked by these predators are food for the birds. The garden is usually very busy with staff, conference guests, tours and general visitors who congregate on the main lawn. Their absence has allowed me to conduct an experiment with the mowing regime. Prompted by an, an initiative called No Mow May, launched by conservation charity Plant Life, and further persuaded by the lack of rain and my own shortage of time, I have left some areas of the grass uncut. This enables it to withstand drought conditions better while also providing habitat for invertebrates and food for insects. For many years I have been developing a wild garden of native plants at the base of the oriental plain which grows in the middle of the lawn and these new patches of long grass offer yet more diverse habitats. And In fact I was so delighted because yesterday morning for the very first time I saw a green woodpecker in the garden and of course these birds actually are ground feeders so they forage in exactly this type of long grass which we now have here in the garden. So the hot dry weather has been challenging for a single-handed gardener as much precious time has been spent on the end of a hose and my happiest day this spring was the day after the one weekend of heavy rain but the warmth has been great for insects. I have rarely seen so many Enormous bumblebees, honeybees, mining bees and bee flies all tirelessly foraging in the heat alongside hoverflies of all sizes. Despite the lack of rain, and it has in fact started to rain a little bit in the last uh, two weeks, the plants are flourishing in the cleaner air. They will all be here to be enjoyed again by our staff and visitors when the time is right. The NHS staff mentioned were emergency workers staying in the college whilst carrying out special nursing, medical and other duties at UCL Hospital. The college garden is normally open and welcomes the public on guided tours and self-visits. Like the college, however, it has been closed during the pandemic but does hope to reopen soon.